Hey, let's do the thing. I'm gonna hit record. Welcome to Room Full of Nerd Stuff. I am Let's do the whole podcast without recording. Let's do the whole it. podcast off the air. Yeah. I I'm Chris, and I am now the proud owner of an Xbox One. Mike is joining me as always. Hi. I have had this an Xbox is, One for a couple weeks now. This is, of course, as you notice by the title, um, as I pull my microphone closer to me. Um, by the way, fun fact: I rearranged my room and I rigged up uh, my mic to where it could be a little closer to me while I was doing the podcast. And I was like, I need a mic weight so my microphone doesn't topple over. And I priced them online, and they're like $40. Like, just a little counterweight to put on the end of the boom stand so the mic doesn't fall over. You have a bunch of books there now, don't you? I have a book tied to a shoestring hanging on the end of the boom arm. Works perfectly. (sighs) Yes, this is the kind of guerrilla independent podcasting you come to listen to from Room Full of Nerd Stuff. Although, like, since we've started doing this podcast, this is about the sixth time that you've said that you've changed your room all around. Do you just have this compulsion to change everything? No, I just kind of, like, tidy things up and straighten them, and I tweak. I don't, like, rearrange the whole room. I just, like, find a better way to set all this up. Like, my computer is no longer sitting, like, right up up as high as it was before i put it down a little bit lower to free up some space and i'm just thinking back to the websites where there was a a new theme (laughs) running every goddamn week i am i am terrible about websites. you just have this compulsion to constantly change things if you are looking at the title of the podcast you are not seeing incorrectly this is the second annual royal rumble royale where we're going to discuss the royal rumble uh we're going to get to that in just a minute which will be really interesting because i've not watched any wrestling this week I've been so goddamn busy. I haven't even watched Raw yet. Mike's in luck because we're going to just go ahead and go down Raw. I assume you saw the shock ending to Raw. No, I haven't even seen that. I mean, I know I know what happened, but you... but yeah, it's like all of my knowledge from Raw is from recap articles because I have just not had time to actually sit down and watch it. It uh it wasn't terrible, I'll admit. Um but it wasn't great either, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> Before we get into that, uh, if you listened to our podcast last year, you know last year I had uh, what I called the most successful GameStop run in history where I traded in like uh, seven or eight games and I got a copy of The Last of Us and Injustice for free with credit left over. Injustice, a game I got for free and have since bought two more times. Why have you bought it two more times? I bought it once on sale on PS3 because that's where I had all my DLC and whatnot and I was like, cool. And then you bought it on an Xbox, and I was like, I want to kick Mike's ass in Injustice. So I bought it on Xbox. Mm-hmm. So so you had a physical but, copy for free, and then you ended up buying it two more times? Yeah. Well, I traded in the physical copy for another game. Because uh. I played it for a little bit, and I was like, eh, it's fine. I'm going to trade it in while I can still get some credit for it. And then when I when it went on sale for like 7 bucks on PlayStation Store, I was like, bought! And then it was also on sale on like Xbox for 7 bucks a while later, and that was when you bought it. And I said, well, I'll buy it too. I can kick Mike's ass at Injustice. You are very much better at it than Mortal Kombat. Well, fuck you. Um, that was a compliment. Well, I thought it was like kind of a kind of a yeah. It's good that you did that because you suck at Mortal Kombat. No, because even like spoiler alert. Uh, after the episodes we filmed last week, <laughs> you're still beating me at Mortal Kombat. So after you, after you swap the scores. 
Well, yeah, I I did I did pull ahead for like an episode, and then I had a really really bad episode. But you'll see all that in the coming have, weeks if you watch you it have, on my channel, no dice or youtube.com forward slash no dice mike. Don't watch it on Chris's channel because his channel is stupid. You should watch it on my channel because I did a little something special at the end of this video just for you, Mike. Oh Jesus! Hashtag hugs from Mike. Um, <laughs> is that episode twenty uh, two? Yeah, this is by the way. Um, I think it's this week that's my favorite episode, the one with the <laughs> the reptile match where you just like keep screaming no in a higher and higher pitch. <laughs> no, <laughs> I I enjoy any match where you have just a complete breakdown. <laughs> that's that's probably my favorite match so far, not because of how I went down, but just your reaction to what was occurring. No, <laughs> it is it is a good like. Uh... Scream therapy? Like, I can get out all the frustrations of my life through you whipping my ass at Mortal Kombat because I'm just screaming. It's as, it's healthy. It's good. I like it. As I was saying when we got off on that tangent, uh, I, I had uh, today the second uh, success, most successful GameStop run in history. Uh, technically not quite as successful as the last one. Um, I had been wanting to get an Xbox One, largely so you and I can play Mortal Kombat uh, X in, in April. Yes. But also just because I, I, I wanted an Xbox One. I, I'm i still, uh, as far as last generation goes, based on how the last like year or two went, I'm still much happier with the PS3 over the 360, I think. A lot of that just because Microsoft spent the past two years just shoving their foot as far down their mouth as they could. <laughs> um, well, Sony did the same thing when the PS3 first came out. Yeah, that's... that's... That's kind of the that's kind of the thing with it. I remember for the first like three or four years, it was just why the fuck would you want a Sony console? Yeah, it was and terrible. Both, I mean, they were both like both consoles were basically fucked right out the box. You either got a red ring or a yellow light, and you knew you were fucked. <laughs> and like to a degree, I could kind of like excuse that because it's like it's new technology. It's all kind of fragile. You can't QA test for every single thing that's going to happen in every single environment. And it was my understanding. Still not, like, a fairly small percentage of the consoles that broke down. But, um... I right, mean, like, like the, if you look at the actual number, it looks like a lot, but percentage-wise of consoles out there, it was not yeah. very big. Um, but, I mean, like, with, with Sony's, the console that first came out, like, they lost all their exclusives right out the gate. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, the console itself was, like, $800 when it launched. right. And it like that right there. I was just because like, I I had initially wanted that because I wanted to play God of War three. That was the only thing Sony had for years that made me say I'd like a PS three. And it was like I don't want to play God of War three that bad. Uh, but then like somewhere about halfway through, right around the time uh, uh, Sony started doing PlayStation Plus, and uh, I can't remember what. Well, Microsoft it was also did. around the time that uh, uh, HD DVD. Die, yeah, and Sony like suddenly the the Xbox or uh, PlayStation Three rather was the uh, like the cheapest Blu-ray player on the market. Yeah. That was its that was its selling point at first because uh, Blu-ray players at the time were over a grand, and now they're two hundred bucks. But yeah, like, who am I kidding? Eighty. Once once HD DVD crashed, then the PlayStation Three and Blu-ray players all together had a massive price drop. Yeah. Um. I mean, and then Sony's uh, backward compatibility thing, where they're like, "It has it." No, no, never mind. No, it doesn't. 
Um, Microsoft never really had it. It had selective backwards compatibility, which I, I hope everybody enjoyed that while it lasted because that's never going to happen again. Yeah. Goodbye, backwards compatibility. Yeah, once they figured out that they could sell you the same game again through their little online store, that, yeah, backwards compatibility is dead. Yeah. See, originally I had the idea. It was fun was for that, that little generation that we had it, but, yeah, then never again. Uh, as, as I was about to tell you, my original plan to get the Xbox One was I was basically going to take... Um, the only thing I was really playing on my Xbox is uh, Mortal Kombat with you. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was like, I'm just going to take my Xbox and all of my games and everything for my Xbox and just trade them all in and put that credit so- towards an Xbox One. And then I got to looking at it because it's like, I really don't want to get rid of my Xbox. I don't want to back up all my saves. I've got a shitload of uh, downloadable games on there. Makes no sense to get rid of it. So I just went through and I basically got every game that I haven't played in the past year or that I've beat and have no interest in playing again or I own on another console for some reason. And I traded all of those in. And then I had a promo code for a free year of pro membership through GameStop. And before somebody tweets or comments, they're like, you could have got so much more on Amazon. It would have taken me three fucking months to piece <laughs> all this shit out on Amazon. And I, it, it's just not worth it. I have a three-foot-long receipt. That's not me exaggerating. I literally have a three-foot-long receipt. Also, no, no one's going to tweet or message you because no one listens to this fucking show. Tarv, before you tweet me, <laughs> um, I got... I paid $33 out of pocket for an Xbox One today. That is amazing. Is that not astonishing? And that was a new one with, like, uh, the I got the Assassin's Creed bundle. Yeah, you got the, the bundle pack, too, which like I, I looked at I, because it was actually cheaper than the one that I got, but I was like, I, I don't want Assassin's Creed. I don't want either of those games. Well, it was, um, I contemplated getting a used one, but I was like, I, for it was only, like, a $10 difference. Because mm-hmm. they didn't, the price, because... They did the holiday sale for the Xbox One where it went down to the three forty nine. Right. And then after the holidays they were like, We're back to three ninety nine and two weeks later they were like, and we're back to three forty nine. <laughs> I was like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this like real quick <laughs> before they raise the price back up or something. Uh I, I decided for a ten dollar difference, uh, I'd rather just get that one and they didn't have any of the other bundles. Uh, I didn't get a connect either, because fuck a connect. Yeah, I didn't then screw that stuff. I, it's like $100 extra for a Kinect. Have you seen how much a used Kinect for an Xbox 360 goes for now? No, I haven't even looked at it. The Kinect is such a $20. useless thing. $20. And I had bought one, and I actually traded it in today to get my X-Bone, because as you may remember, I finally just like disconnected everything on it because I was tired of talking to you and the Kinect being like, oh, are you trying to search Bing? Yeah. Yeah, thirty-three dollars out of pocket for a brand new Xbox One with uh, Assassin's Creed Four and Unity. I played a little bit of Assassin's Creed Four. It's not terrible, but I hate Assassin's Creed, so I'll probably never finish it. Yep, I'm not good with sneaky games. Hey, you could throw those games into the trade pile for when you want to get your PS4. They are not physical copies; they are download codes. Ugh. Yeah, I was very disappointed at that point. It was like, well, fuck it. Uh, See, I thought I that up... it actually came with it, and it's like, oh, well, it's yeah. like the like I said that it was cheaper. It was cheaper when I con- considered that there was two games with it. Yeah, but still, ugh, downloadable games. Yeah, they're free. Whatever, but they're free um, shit. <laughs> You're having uh-huh. Xbox in a pile of poop. And then, and then I asked about WWE 2K15 because mm-hmm. I was like, I should buy a game that Mike and I can play on on the Xbox until Mortal Kombat comes out. And I was like, maybe I'll get hockey. Oh, fuck that wrestling! You should have got the hockey because I was reading it last night that uh, you can have like a up to a four player co op uh, team mm-hmm. 
on on the hockey game. Like well, I, I, will... I can get three other people together to play this game. Let's see, me, you, Matt. Uh, does doesn't Fish have an X bone? I think he does. Yeah. There you go. Talk. Yeah, I think I saw. Oh no, that's not Fish. I, that's somebody else in my thing. I saw a name on my Xbox. I, I thought it was Fish, but now I'm thinking that wasn't Fish. We're not friends on Xbox. Anyways, but uh, yeah. after trying to do this uh, this Left for Dead series uh, <laughs> with two people living in Australia, whew, getting getting four people together through that screwy of a time zone difference, you, I never you and I again. You and I only have a three hour difference, and sometimes it's trying. Yeah, it's going like. <laughs> Right now it is tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. In Australia. So yeah, try try getting that together when it's like, hey, we've got Sunday, let's let's record. And it's like, no, it's middle of Monday over there and everyone's at work. That's great. Wop wop wop. So yeah, I got that. I'm enjoying it so far. I got the, the free games on Games of the Gold too. By the way, uh this month D four, Dark Dreams Don't Die, is free on Games of the Gold. Fucking play it. Jeez. It's fucking great. Okay, I'll get it. Jeez. Yeah. Scream at me, damn. It's too late. I fucking yelled at you. What you gonna do, Mike? I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna be sad. I played the, uh... I started the trading mode on the WWE 2K15. Like, I made a a call, um, and then I I started the the training mode down in NXT and the Performance Center and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The number one thing I did to make the game, like, a million times more enjoyable was turn all the fucking music off. (laughs) Yeah. It's so, like, I remember WWE 13 played, like, entrance music. That wasn't as bad. That was nice. But I'm fucking hearing the same three, I think, Florida Georgia Line songs or some bullshit. I'm like, no. Well, isn't there also that song that is, like, the one line that they played on TV was they should have never let Cena spit with Wiz Khalifa. And I was like, no, they shouldn't have. They really, really shouldn't have, John. You are right on. Oh. So I turned all that off right away. Unfortunately, I, there's not a build a mod shut the hell up button for when I'm having those matches down at the performance center. I know. Oh my god! In that like, you think they want to see? Does he have like a positive thing he says ever? You think they want to see that? Come on! But it's the dead silence. Of yeah, the, in between. of the training center with Bill Demott screaming the same three negative things over and over again, coupled with the fact that Bill Demott. Not a world-class voice actor. <laughs> no, he is not. He's Bill DeMott's no, um, I'm trying to think of the name of a voice actor off the top of my head. He's no Troy Baker. He's no Steve Bloom. He's no Tara Strong. Ugh, that'd be awkward. <laughs> um, yeah, so like right away, and I, I'm sure you noticed in your NXT, you have that one guy in the, the, the performance center with you that looks like they took Chris Jericho and Jackson Andrews and smashed them together. See, I don't know. I I I do know that they had like these these three sort of weird I don't know yeah, why the weird... they didn't just get like NXT guys, actual NXT guys, but yeah, it's weird it's weird bad other bad creative calls. wrestlers. Yeah. Like I had the pasty guy with the neon green gear and the blonde like kind of Cena do. Okay, so they are the same people. I was they are the I was same. wondering if it was like randomly generated people and I was kind of no. I was kind of excited about that. Like I want to see other people play this. And see no, if they the... have the same three just whack job characters. No, they're the same because I started it. And as I mentioned on Twitter, I was like, I think I just made a really bad creator wrestler for this. I deleted it and started over and I'm doing much better now. I think I also like turned it down to easy because I was tired of like having everything reversed on me. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. No, 
I literally had John Cena like down to like a sliver of just red bar on his health, and he just jumps up and starts slinging me across the ring. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, he is Cena. He is Cena. He did that on Raw this week. He did everybody's favorite spot on Raw in the main event, where it looked like he was going to be counted out. And Triple H is standing over him, looking down. The ref's on five, and Cena's not moving. And then the ref gets to seven, and Cena's not moving. And the ref gets to nine, and Cena jumps up, runs to the ring, rolls under the bottom rope, runs to the middle of the ring, and just collapses and lays there. So you fucking kidding me, man? Yeah. I I would much rather have a, a slow crawl to the ring. Yeah. Cena, as I, as I mentioned, I was telling somebody... Uh, a lot of people do that spot, but they do it like Ziggler does that spot every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But he starts moving around six, and when he gets to the ring, he throws himself in and kind of collapses under the bottom rope and lays there for a second. Cena like just sprinted for the fucking ring, and then collapsed in the middle of the ring and just kept going like he was still out. <laughs> Don't pay attention to that I'm still knocked out. Yeah. Cena's like pretend I'm still unconscious and just lays down. Like I imagine he like slowly lays down or something, kind of like spreads out the magic he like gonna... he like does the hush to the crowd like no i'm still knocked out i'm just in the ring now so just <laughs> you crying baby kid the front row shh. i'm okay but i'm really hurt <laughs> yeah so i did the the first bit of that and then i went through and i started the cena versus i started the cena versus punk rivalry thing which as i told you just made me sad because i was like wow this storyline was really good and there's nothing like it going on right now. Uh, yeah, because, you know, Kane eliminated Punk, and that's what drove him from the company. It was all that. It was all that. There was nothing else. Uh, that's a reference for me and Chris. It's not for anybody else to, to know or laugh about. Just like Darren Young won that triple threat. At <laughs> yes. Womp, 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 womp. I think it's time that we we take uh we take a cue from the real Bob Holly and retire him in those jokes for Darren <laughs> Young. For Darren Young? Yes. I'm okay with that. They weren't even my jokes to begin with. I just thought it was funny that like hardcore Holly is rewritten in history as one of the greatest technical <laughs> wrestlers of all time. You remember when uh remember when Eddie Guerrero won that match and him and Hardcore Holly were hugging each other in the middle of the ring? <laughs> My God, look at that. Who's that on Raw? It's uh, Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero and uh, Hardcore Holly. Hardcore yeah. Holly and Perry Saturn. <laughs> what are they doing here? They were in WCW. No, Bob Holly's always been here. I don't think Bob <laughs> Holly ever had a run in WCW. No, he's with the Horsemen. He stole Kevin Sullivan's wife. Oh, never mind. That That's also bad. <laughs> oh, man. I did um, accidentally lose the, the Punk versus Cena Money in the Bank match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... As soon as you lose, Jerry Lawler's like, ha ha, bye, punk, don't let the door hit you on your way out. And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm thinking, one, man, that's that's hilarious in retrospect that they recorded that line. And what, I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, did they record that before or after he left? Yeah, because, like, when did they have this game in development? Yeah, because the argument is, the understanding is, the reason punk is still in the game is because they were just so far along. It's like, we can't feasibly not do this now. Yeah. So it's like when did when did they record how how was Jerry Lawler really feeling feeling when he said that line? Uh the second thought I had was, God damn, I'm glad Jerry Lawler's not on Raw anymore. <laughs> I could just never hear Jerry Lawler again now. But it's I think we discussed this last week. It's not a trade up with Booker. And they need to get rid of no. BL. For God's sakes, get rid of JBL. Um Well they could hire uh uh 
Justin Roberts, but not Justin Roberts back. What's his name that went to TNA? Fuck, I can't remember. Oh, Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews, after his little Twitter beef with JR. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Go home, old man! It's just so funny to see, like, Josh Matthews just kind of being, like, a huge dick for no reason, and JR's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, you could tell JR was, like, kind of a little, like, kind of a little butthurt about it, but at the same time, so take it back, like, is that fucking Josh Matthews <laughs> talking shit to me? Like, that little motherfucker wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for me. Why don't you go sit down next to Taz, bitch? <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Man, it didn't take long for Josh Matthews to go to TNA and show that he is actually just a massive asshole. <laughs> I think that's just what Dixie Carter brings out in people. Because, I mean, like, Kurt Angle in WWE for years, and he was fine. Suddenly he goes yeah. to TNA, he's a massive alcoholic, he's stalking people, he's, like, getting into fights with his wife. Yeah. It's like, I think Dixie just brings that out in people. Way to Dixie go, Carter. Dixie. Thanks. Dixie Carter, you were the devil. At least Vince McMahon just drives people to do steroids and grab brass rings. Doesn't teach them to stalk people and abuse their wives. Womp, womp, womp. We have a, a finalized card for the Royal Rumble. We're going to get to that in just a minute, and we're going to get to some speculation on the Rumble, which is, of course, this Sunday, and we will be tweeting through it uh, live. Live-ish. Live-ish. <laughs> No, um, I don't. Have, be, I don't have to work, so I'll be. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be watching it. And I'll be tweeting through it. It. Uh, I'm sure I won't have that problem with Raw, where I hear the Big Show's music and just fall asleep because it's the Royal Rumble. As I mentioned last year, and as I say every year, I think this is probably their best pay per view they do all year, no matter what, because the Rumble is always entertaining on some level, at least the first time you watch it. <laughs> After that, who knows? It's up in the air. If it's a shitty Rumble, it's gonna suck. But the the first time through, I always enjoy the Royal Rumble. This being my sixteenth Rumble in a row. How do you feel about it, Mike? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the first the first one that I actually saw like live mm-hmm. was the '99 Rumble, uh, where Vince McMahon won. I'm sorry. No, that was a good one. No, that one was great. You didn't watch it, don't. <laughs> I did, actually. I went through um, a few years ago, and I just kind of sat down and watched a shitload of Royal Rumble matches. He doesn't know who Vince McMahon is. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you cocksucker. Oh, oh, you fucking asswipe. Um, <laughs> I know who that moldy potato is. The, the Vince looking like a moldy potato in 2K15 thing wouldn't be as bad if it wasn't for the fact that standing right next to him is somebody wearing John Laurinaitis' skin as a costume. <laughs> Like, it's, like, based on the build, it's, like, Road Dog wearing John Laurinaitis' <laughs> skin. Like, John Laurinaitis comes out and goes, oh, you didn't know? Um, this is Chris trying to act like he knows 90s wrestling. Fuck off. It's great. So, before we get, uh, we'll be tweeting through the Rumble Live. I'll be over on at Raw Reactor. Mike is too good to join me on Raw Reactor. So he'll be over at at NDM Wrestling. Well, you already have two other guys that I don't like using that <laughs> Twitter account. They never use it. Every now and again. I mean, I, I don't have a problem every... with Caesar necessarily, even though he and I have gotten into it a couple times. But every time, what's new? Andy? Is that the, yeah. the third guy? Every time he posts stuff, I, I almost unfollow until I'm like, what the hell, Chris? Why are you? Oh, that's not Chris. <laughs> Uh, before we get to that, let's run down Raw real quick. Like, cause... wow, that guy's an asshole. And then, oh, oh, it's not Chris. It's one of his other friends. 
I mean, Chris is an asshole, but that's not Chris being an asshole. Chris is just being an asshole somewhere else right now. Chris doesn't stop being an asshole. And I guess I really don't have a problem with Andy either, on a personal level. It's just whenever he tweets about wrestling, I want to punch him in the throat. Anyways, Raw starts off with uh, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman doing Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman things. Oh, we're going down Raw. I thought we were doing Royal Rumble. No, we're going to do Raw first. You I have the wrong Rumble. page up. Hang on. Go home Raw. Do you want me to link you to the Lords of Pain page I pulled no, up with I'm, the results? I'm going. I've got, that's the Bleacher Report. Just that's keep not, talking. That's, that's not a plug for Lords of Pain. That's just the first thing that Google brought up. And I was like, cool, that works. Keep talking. So, yeah, uh, Heyman and Lesnar do Heyman and lesnar things. They try to call Rollins out to beat his ass. Triple H comes out, and he's like, no, don't do that. And then Stephanie McMahon and Kane and the Big Show come out, and they're like, no, please don't do that. And then Steph, Steph, Steph Rollins? Steph Rollins. Steph Rollins. Steph Steph's, Infection Rollins. Steph's, uh, Steph's, <laughs> how do these S's work in my mouth? Stephanie McMahon um, and Stess Rollins. Stephanie McMahon and Stess Rollins. Uh, Rollins comes up on the uh, Titantron. Is it still called the Titantron? Sure. Why not? Fuck it. It's still Titan Sports, so why not? Yeah, fuck it. I haven't heard it called a Titantron in years. I think that's still what it's called, though. Uh, <laughs> My Rollins... friend in high school called it the Big Vision. <laughs> Your friend in high school was an asshole. <laughs> fucking idiot. Rollins appears on the big screen, talks shit to Lesnar. On the Big Vision, talk shit to Lesnar, uh, and assures. No, please Lesner, do not let Big Vision become a thing. And assures, I can't wait for Darren Young to show up on the Big Vision, having a match with Eddie Guerrero. Um, uh, uh, Heyman, Lesnar, blah blah blah. John Cena comes out, just a clusterfuck of an opening. Nobody gives a shit. Um, nothing has changed. Oh, the authority tells John Cena that if he can win a match tonight against an opponent of their choosing, then Ryback, Ziggler, and Rowan will have their jobs back. Well, wasn't it supposed to be that 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 was going to be the stipulation at the Rumble, that if Cena won the title, they would get their jobs back? Something like that. And then Triple H was like, no, we're going to do that tonight, because Cena's not going to win the title at the Rumble. Yeah, well, it was the stipulation the week before, and Cena lost that match. Um... I so of course I'm sure as you can imagine the match they spent the majority of Raw being like oh god who's it gonna be and then finally at, at like the midpoint of the second hour they were like okay tonight John Cena's opponents are going to be the Big Show Kane and Seth Rollins so the same match we've had for the past three weeks yeah which really I I said on Twitter, I was like, if you want to put John Cena in a situation where like he has to beat somebody to get these people's jobs back if you don't want him to lose, his opponent should be a six-year-old make-a-wish kid. <laughs> and Triple H should, like, right before the match starts, pull that kid aside and be like, if you win, we're gonna cure your bonitis. <laughs> God! That was dark. That would be amazing. John Cena's, like, ready to go and out comes some fucking six-year-old with a Cena shirt on. Oh, if you could beat John Cena, we'll we'll get you that bone marrow transplant that you need. But you have to beat John Cena. And they got to say it so Cena can hear it, because he's got to make the sad, poopy face as he, like, lays down. For... I can't let this kid die. Kids, like, pinning him, and Cena's, like, crying, like, never give up. Just never give up. Promise me that. He'd still kick out of two. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Everybody dies at some point. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> He says this as he AAs his poor kid through a table. Well, gotta go sometime. 
<laughs> hey, you wanna? I'll get you a hat if you survive. Wham. Um, okay, this is the worst podcast. So, um, followed, <laughs> followed by Cole Booker and JBL telling everybody how to download the WWE app so they can vote. Because um, after two years, apparently, people still don't know how it works. That's right. Uh, Triple H put it up to vote for everybody. Like, hey, why don't you vote and see um, if Cena, uh, if the, I can't, uh, I can't remember how it went. Uh-huh. Basically, the vote was if Cena wins the match, they get their job back. If Cena loses the match, he loses his title opportunity at the Rumble. Spoiler alert, Cena won. What? What? Um, What? But not not without shenanigans. Anyways, uh, fortunately... Shenanigans. I like to imagine in the... Like writers' meeting, Vince just has like maybe like Buff Bagwell's hat with slips of paper in it. <laughs> but every every slip of paper just says shenanigans, and they're like, "Vince, what happens next?" And he like digs around in the hat, and he goes, "Ah, shenanigans." And they kept Buff Bagwell's hat from that one time he was on Raw. Yeah, well, he doesn't need it anymore. He's a gigolo. The hat would. Thanks, Buff. Now get the fuck out of my office. You're fired. We're gonna use Draws's trash can, but it's full of vomit. Name Buff Bagwell and Draws. He doesn't know who any of these people are. He watched Ready to Rumble before the recording here. That's the only reason he. That's what it is. That's what it is. Before we recorded the podcast, I said, "You know what? I need to watch. Get ready for this podcast. Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble. Shit, I meant Beyond the Mat. (laughs) 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 Draws wasn't even in Ready to Rumble. I was confused for. I was like, why was I watching the David Arquette wrestling movie? I was going Um, for the documentary. After that clusterfuck, we get Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. It says Bryan continues to do his greatest hits album <laughs> in his feuds against Bray Wyatt and Kane. Um, I, 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 I kind of have an issue with the IWC here. What? No. What? Because uh, evidently since Bryan came back from injury, uh, the entire IWC has earned doctorates because I keep seeing comments about how Daniel Bryan is an idiot and shouldn't be risking his body in this way. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the way I look at it. Well, I mean, okay, we heard like Punk's story, yeah, where they rushed him back from injuries too soon, right? Um, but at the same time, I don't think that Brian would be stupid enough to get back in the ring if he didn't think he could handle there. What, there is the a, rigors of doing what he does. There is a key difference between Punk and Brian, and goddamn, do I love Punk! I am the biggest Punk Mark you'll ever meet. Uh, and I do believe Punk was as over as he says he was when he was at the top. I I do believe I recall reading he beat John Cena in merch sales. He was nowhere near the viral sensation Daniel Bryan was, though. Mm-mm. And I do not think that after the shit with Punk, Vince McMahon is going to risk the just PR nuclear wasteland that would come with Daniel Bryan being rushed back to the ring and being severely injured or worse following that well, after being gone for a year. I don't think that he sees Punk's thing as a as a big a PR nightmare as the rest of the internet thought it would be. It's really not because, again, wrestling's a, a niche market. It's a big deal to us because we watch it and we talk about it constantly, but I, nobody else is like, Jesus Christ, CNN's talking about the art of wrestling. But yeah, it's like if Brian got hurt and... Uh, because he came back too soon, it would just be another wrestler who had to retire because they came back too soon. But uh, I don't think that Brian would come back 
to hurt himself, I don't think that the doctors would allow him in what state he was where he didn't have any strength in his arms because not only does that put Brian in danger, it puts everyone that he's working with in danger. Right. So it's like, uh, I, I don't think that they would rush him back unless he was capable of doing what he needs to do. I agree. So into the day, I think he's fine. I think he is to- probably going to tone down his style in a way that he needs to. But yeah. As skilled as he is in the ring, I wouldn't be surprised if we never even noticed that he toned his style down unless you really paid attention. Um, Hopefully he, I, I mean, I haven't been able to actually see him wrestle since he came back. I, I, I'm hoping he gets rid of that missile drop kick that he was doing. I think stuff like that and the flying headbutt are going to be either gone entirely or like super big special like fucking wrestlemania match ender moments not like oh it's smackdown yeah it's smackdown i have to do this missile drop kick off the rope to the floor and land flat on my back oh i'm on main event i'd better hit a flying headbutt on uh titus o'neill yeah it's there's no need to do that every night yeah, so I just know every um, time I saw him do that drop kick, I'm like, that has got to hurt so bad. Yeah, just landing right on his shoulders and neck every single night like that. It's, ugh. Uh, Kane comes out for the distraction. Brian uh, has uh, Brian eats a sister Abigail. Wyatt wins. Uh, this sets up for a match that happened on SmackDown. I can say happened because this gets published on Friday. Yeah, where Triple H said that. Uh, if uh, he set up a match between Kane and Brian, because, you know, every greatest hits gets a re-release. Sure. Uh, with the stipulation that if Brian lost, he would lose his spot in the Rumble. Brian won, so it's okay. Yeah, guess who won. Guess who won. If it was Cena versus Brian with that stip, he'd be like, wow, so Brian's out of the Rumble two years in a row, huh? <laughs> um, yeah. Wyatt wins then. Uh, Voting will be open on the WWE app, uh, and then they announced this Royal Rumble panel with Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and Shawn Michaels. Uh, this is another thing that bugged me about Raw. They had uh, Hogan, Flair, Michaels, Nash, Hall, X-Pac, all these legends that normally don't have show up. I don't get why this wasn't booked to be an old school Raw. Well, it was the Raw reunion. I know, but why? I have no idea. They sh- because especially, like, they did that Rumble panel with Hogan, Flair, and Michaels in the ring. I'm like, get all three of those in the ring and, like, the old school ring talking about the old Rumbles. That'd be a great, like, that would be great documentary fodder for them down the road. And I can't believe they dropped the ball to get that. Maybe uh, Sergeant Slaughter and Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov were busy. So they couldn't have it, like, be really old school raw. H- Hacksaw Duggan accidentally nailed them in the dressing room with his 2 by 4 Yeah. He was running around in circles and knocked them all down, and they all broke hips. <laughs> they they kept asking him what happened, and all he would do is give him a thumbs up. Oh. Oh. Uh, this led to this kind of weird thing backstage where Triple H is on the phone, and Hall and Nash come back, and they all hug. And then Michaels comes in and gives them some shit. And then X-Pac jumps in. But it's not X-Pac. It's Damien Mizdown dressed like X-Pac, and you don't realize it for a good 10 seconds. Because <laughs> it looks just like Attitude Era X-Pac. You don't realize it until the real X-Pac walks in, and you go, oh, right, he's fucking old. <laughs> uh, he has yeah, spent they the d- last decade on, well, not recently, not in the last couple of years, but uh, he, just he a lot spent of a, drugs. Good, a good long while on drugs so a lot of drugs a lot of nights in china's ripping that asshole wide open i I don't think he's as old as he looks 
He's he's aged significantly, but if you had if you had endured what he had, yeah, he was rode pretty hard for a few years there. That's not a China uh, joke. That's I'm not going there. I I like my brain's like you could do it, and I'm like don't do it. That was not don't. a China joke. That was a that was a actually like really rough life joke. Oh man, he he was about he was ridden about as hard as he rode that uh, turnbuckle that ripped his asshole open. <laughs> There we go. That was better. In a match with Jerry Lynn that you have no idea who that is. Fucking hate you. Um, <laughs> Mr. JL, brother. It's, it's kind of a weird comedy segment with Triple H, like, kind of laughing and talking about how ashamed. And it's just a weird out-of-character thing. That was also obviously filmed early in the day because uh, HBK comes out ten seconds later wearing a completely different shirt. Well, he always shows up to TV with five different shirts. For whatever he's, he's feeling seen. like. Had the uh, had the old Remington shirt on backstage, and then came out in the camo button down. <laughs> Sean doesn't understand that he doesn't have to wear hunting gear all the time. What? There are no deer here, Sean. Just a bunch of very old wrestlers. Oh, I'd love it if he came out with like a bow and arrow and started like hunting Ric Flair. <laughs> uh, Big Show comes out and cuts a Big Show promo. Yeah, I did it for my family. You would too. You don't understand. Uh, oh, are they talks... back to that shit? Yeah, well, you know, he's he's got to explain why he's... Yeah. Uh, Flair eats a knockout punch, just in case you were thinking Ric Flair wasn't insane still. Uh, this leads to Roman Reigns coming down through the crowd. Him and Big Show go at it. Uh, this, I believe, set up a match for them at the Rumble? No, well, they're both in the Rumble, so it's yeah. it's just more setting up for, for inevitable showdowns. It's just more setting up for their loose pieces match at a fast lane because they don't want the Rumble winner to be in another match. Yeah, and clearly Big Show is winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh God, the fucking rioting would be worth it. I love that every Rumble he's been in, they bill it like, "How can anyone get the Big Show out? He's five hundred pounds. How could anyone possibly get him out?" And every he has not won a Rumble. <laughs> they do. They do the same thing with Kali. And then, I mean, like fucking clockwork, somebody today was like, how are they going to handle Rusev in the room? Same way they handle everyone else. 20 guys are going to throw him out of the fucking ring. Well, didn't they do, like, his first rumble was last year. Didn't they do that? Didn't they have, like, a bunch of guys gang up on him? I mean, something like that, but he hadn't debuted yet. He was just the kind of, like, NXT special entrant last year. So he didn't have, he wasn't built up as the, like, winning streak badass he is right now but still they it's like he came out kind of strong and i think they had to have a couple guys take him out yeah so. he wasn't just one of the guys that like get clothesline and you're out and <laughs> that was more than three months ago and didn't involve uh daniel bryan or cm punk the internet doesn't remember that this leads to uh after this uh leads to uh dean ambrose versus bad news barrett and because barrett's the intercontinental champion of course he did the job <laughs> It's kind of notable though. When was the last time Dean Ambrose won clean? Um, it's yeah, been a very, it's been a very long time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, somebody pointed out too. Barrett's looking noticeably leaner. Uh, he pointed out he kind of rushed back before he got bulked back up. Oh, what what was he out with? Shoulder injury? Shoulder injury. Okay, so yeah, he probably couldn't do any lifting to build no. up his upper body. He um he was he was only uh out like a. He was only gone like a few weeks after he said he was like back in the ring working ring rest off. Mm. So uh, I think he, I think he looks like he's in great shape, but I'm sure he's gonna bulk back up so he can have that kind of big man look to him again. 
Uh, we get the uh, the Royal Rumble by the numbers package after this. Oh, yay. That has tripled in length somehow and now randomly cuts to shots of the audience throughout the whole fucking thing. He just wants to see their reactions to these weird random facts. It's uh, it's it was so fucking long this year. I normally think that's a really interesting promo, but it was so fucking long this year. It's like what? Hey, did you know it, that only two people have won from the number one spot? Shawn Michaels and Herman. <laughs> Shawn Michaels and Darren Young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Undertaker uh, and John Cena, the two who have won number thirty, but the same number number one has produced two winners: Shawn Michaels and Herman. Darren Young. How is it worded? Number thirty, the coveted number thirty spot has produced just as many winners as the number one spot, or some bullshit. Yeah, I can't. And, and they show Undertaker, John Cena, and like old Shawn Michaels, or I guess young, oh, young Shawn, Shawn Michaels. No, no, it's those who enter at number one face a significant disadvantage, but it has produced just as many winners as the coveted number thirty spot. Yeah, I don't know why they felt the need to triple the length of that promo. It's normally a really good promo. Uh, after this, we have the, the because new we day. had to see the bored audience. <laughs> Got to pad the rest of this episode of Raw out with something. Uh, Biggie and Kofi Kingston come out to have a match with Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kidd and Cesaro are still being accompanied by Natalia, Adam Rose, and the Rose Buns. Um, it, Adam Rose doesn't have a mic, and I'm not seeing the Rose Buds, so this works for me. As long as he we're doesn't just, talk, you're fine. As long as he, we're just one step closer to not really seeing him. That being said, after this, it set up a match for the Rumble where all three members of the New Day are going to face Kid Cesaro and Adam Rose. And hopefully, here's here's my fantasy booking. Adam Rose gets hurt very bad and we don't see him for a year? No, that the bunny finally comes out and reveals himself, not a joke, to be really Darren Young, and he joins the New Day. That would be great. That would work, really. It'd at least be a storyline for the New Day other than, all right, you guys come out and be really stereotypical. Yeah. Uh, and it would also end the, the Adam Rose bunny thing that just kind of faded off. Somebody asked why uh, why uh, the uh, Darren Young, or why Titus O'Neil wasn't higher on the card than he was. And I said, well, because they had planned for him to have a feud with uh, Darren Young once it was revealed that the bunny was Darren Young. Unfortunately, the bunny got way more over than Darren Young ever did. <laughs> yeah. Kofi and, Kofi and Biggie win this match. Uh, following this, Hall, Nash, and X-Pac come out to the NWO theme music. I mean, there was a third guy in the NWO, but he wasn't he wasn't on the show earlier or anything. I don't, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't make it. What? No. Hulk Hogan was there, but not Hollywood Hogan. Oh, I forgot the mirror universe. They're two different people, Chris. It's two different people. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, who could possibly come out and interrupt this amazing NW it's the Ascension. Which Ascension. my no my uh my favorite clusterfuck moment of like WCW's final year yeah. was when it was I think it was the build up between Hogan and Jarrett at uh, the infamous bash at the beach where Hogan got screwed. Where Hogan was like saying that like as Hulk Hogan he's like super tough and and really strong and un- unbeatable but there's also Hollywood Hogan's side of him who's mean and nasty and'll break your legs and like which one is gonna come face Jeff Jarrett the he- the unstoppable hero the evil guy or a weird mixture of both and <laughs> it's like no matter which way you slice it it's an old man with bad hips. <laughs> 
And so, it had all that build up to have the moment where Jeff Jarrett just laid down and Hogan was fucked over by Russo. It was so great. That was such a great moment in wrestling. <laughs> so the Ascension come out and do their normal like talk shit stuff. Connor actually says, we were born and bred to rip and shred. That's a great line. <laughs> That's a great t-shirt line. <laughs> they, uh, coupled with the bad face paint and the, like, heavy metal shoulder pads part of me just can't help but laugh at it i that is that is great like 80s wrestling i love it born and bred to tear and shred that's great get me a t-shirt with i will buy that t-shirt the ascension comes out and talks shit at which point jbl comes up and he's like no fuck all of you guys fuck every one of you you fucking young whippersnapper assholes. The whole while taking a shirt off, he's wearing an APA shirt underneath. Ron Simmons comes out, you get an APA reunion. Because uh, Ron Simmons needed a paycheck. Ron Simmons was like, damn, I'm broke. Uh, that great. deal is not as lucrative as it seems. <laughs> Ron Simmons comes to the ring looking real pissed off. JBL walks around the ring real pissed off. They see each other and suddenly they get big, huge smiles and hug each other and then just like saunter into the ring. Like, Pick a side, guys. <laughs> We're really, really angry. Oh, hey, buddy. How's it going? Oh, my God. And because it's not a Raw reunion without some more uh, fucking nostalgia wank, uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn come out. Which I don't understand why you seem to hate them. I don't hate them. I, eh, I, do, I do like the New Age Outlaws, but after a while, I get tired of just seeing, guys, remember how great we were 20 years ago? Here come some more people to remind you of that. Well, that's all they have, because they haven't bothered to develop anybody new. Uh, the Ascension get ran off by uh, the New Age Outlaws, the APA, and the NWO. Well, the APA and the New Age Outlaws, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, just kind of stand there. Which, when I when I read this, it really bothered me. that I mean, I know that the Ascension hasn't really gotten over, and mainly because they have no tag teams. <laughs> Are they going to put them squash... The Usos or Miz and Mizdow. Hey, they beat the shit out of those local jobbers. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, here, here's a, a good moment to really show them as badasses if they take that's, out like all these, these big teams from yesteryear. That's what I said. These two young guys who are supposedly like the biggest badasses you've ever seen just got laid out by seven guys drawing pensions. Yeah. I, they could have at least taken out a few of them before they got laid out, but no, they just got kind of beat around and ran with their tails between their legs. Yeah, and it's like this is one of the reasons why, like a lot of the the current generation doesn't get looked at as as superstars because then like The Rock will come in and and do a rock bottom to Rusev, and it's like okay, well, so you're Chris, showing why us. Do you get... But Chris, why do you hate when the uh, New Age Outlaws show up? I can't believe they're doing this to the blah, 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 blah. It's like you just answered your own question. No, I don't get why when they come out, you get angry. I don't get angry. <laughs> I just, I just, again, this was. I just, I, yeah. I don't have a problem with them showing up on TV. I just don't like them beating up the current crop. That's exactly what it is. If they just showed up and disappeared and took their licks i'd be fine but like when a few months ago they showed up and they were the dominant tag team in the company for three months well again look at who look at what the tag team division was uh their biggest competition up, was golden stardust and stardust had only just started this sets up a match for the royal rumble the new age outlaws versus the ascension which the ascension should win hopefully we'll see or maybe hall and nash will come out and do things 
by the time Hall and Nash get to the ring, the rumble will have started. <laughs> we'll finally have that Outsiders versus New Age Outlaws match that uh, we wanted 15 years ago. Hall and Nash are going to pass The Undertaker on his way to the ring for WrestleMania 31. That's an old people walking slow to the... Fuck it. Next up, Paige and Natalia versus Summer Rae and Alicia Fox. Even the commentators were like, it's so weird that Paige is suddenly not a heel. That's <laughs> huh. Uh Paige and Natalia win by submission. Uh Paige and Natalia face the Bella twins and tag diva action on at the Royal Rumble. Tag Diva action. Tag Diva action. Get ready for the biggest, most epic piss break you've ever taken. You're not gonna take a piss break, Paige is in the ring. No, no, I won't. I'll save the, uh, let's see, I, I'm sure there's a map. I'll save the piss break for the Usos versus Miz and Mizdow. I've already seen that eight times this year. No shit. Good lord. Uh, next up, what better way to hype up the Royal Rumble than to have Rusev come out and have a match with everybody's favorite, R-Truth? I do remember reading that, too, and, like, thinking, wow, R-Truth is still there. <laughs> Well, they fired JTG. Somebody's got to fill that role. And yeah, and remember <laughs> like a year and a half ago when our truth was in a main event against The Rock. <laughs> uh, remember when he was like a, a cornerstone when... of the whole like conspiracy angle? No, no, no. I've got this. Remember when our truth was the uh, hands down number one contender for the title? Wait, when was that? Capital Punishment. Punishment. Why don't I remember that show? Truth versus Cena right after the bad Barack Obama impersonator come out. Truth got his ass handed to him. Well, I I imagine so. No, this I, was like right... no Google, I don't want the actual capital punishment. I want the <laughs> pay-per-view. That's weird. So Cena put our truth in an electric chair. Put him in an electric chair. That's excessive. Uh, Truth says everyone who's an American is coming for Rusev in the Rumble and then flips Rusev over the top rope. But Rusev jumps back in the ring and just beats the shit out of our truth in like seconds. I was like, we show we could show that we could put Rusev out. He gets knocked over the top rope, but this isn't a rumble. So uh, after this, Brock Lesnar uh, is seen backstage telling Seth Rollins he's not going to hurt Rollins tonight. He's going to let Rollins take out Cena tonight, and then on Sunday, Lesnar's just going to kill Seth Rollins. That's I paraphrase. I paraphrase that a little bit, but it's the sentiment that was put across. <laughs> Next up, we fortunately don't have the Miz and Mizdow versus the Usos. We just have the Miz versus Jey Uso. We just have half of it. Just half of them. The other half are at ringside, one of them looking confused and one of them falling to the floor constantly. I hope we get a spot where uh, we see like Mizdow backstage imitating the Miz in the Rumble. I know a lot of people are saying they want a spot where like the Miz gets eliminated and then Mizdow has to like throw himself over the rope to do it, but I'm like, that's so obvious. I don't want that. Well, uh, I'm I'm half expecting Mizdow to eliminate Miz. The upside of that would be we wouldn't get Miz and Mizdow versus the Usos anymore. The downside of that is we wouldn't get Mizdow anymore. Well, I'll admit I I loved the character. I'm getting a little old. Well, getting a little old in WWE terms just means you can drag another two years out of it. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like watching him take the bumps outside the ring uh, at first when he was the the stunt double, I thought was hilarious. But now, it's, I've seen it. I've seen it a bunch, thanks to their their 
eight-year feud with the Usos. Uh, we do get a short promo uh, previously recorded backstage of Hogan talking about Cena's chances for tonight. He's like, it can only go up from here, brother. Thanks, Hulk Hogan. Thanks. Leading to our main event, Cena versus The Big Show, Seth Rollins, and Kane with Triple H and Stephanie watching from ringside. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Cena uh, basically gets trounced for the majority of it and saves only when a mysterious man stands at the top of the stage. The reason for this being, and I, I maintain this, is that earlier in the night when the Ascension were out, one of them said WCW, and that seems to be the phrase that awakens <laughs> Sting from his slumber and rockets him to Earth. He's not the ultimate warrior. He doesn't have a so- rocket ship. Somewhere in an Arizona desert, Sting awakens and rises. Dixie? No. No, this is something more important. It's like, no, it was it was easy because it's from Dallas and Sting lives in Dallas. <laughs> it's a pretty great moment with Cena just uh laying in the ring about to get a about to get a curb stomped and then up on the up on the Titan Tron, up on the big vision. Sting just kind of looking off to the side, not moving for a good like minute, just looking off to the side. And that's enough to distract Rollins. Everybody, including Triple H, immediately loses their shit, freaks the fuck out. Sting finally like ducks out the curtain, not even a foot to his left to make his way out to uh, the top of the ramp, stands there, points. Everybody freaks out more. Cena gets the quick pin, leaves through the crowd. I'm dead fucking serious. Sting just stands at the top of the... It's almost like how I was going to book Sting, but they actually put the camera on him. Yeah, but they showed him. They showed him. Sting just comes out, points, and I got to admit, Sting looked like he was he was getting in pretty decent shape. We uh, know you're had... listening, McMahon. God damn it. <laughs> comes out, points, leaves. See, it's like... It's, yeah, it's exactly your booking and that it cost somebody the, the match... Who was distracted yeah. by Sting, but they actually showed him on camera. They actually showed him on camera. <laughs> if AJ Styles shows up in the next few months and challenges Daniel Bryan to a corn dog on a pole match, <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm suing. No, AJ, oh. AJ had a, a interview uh, a couple weeks ago asking uh, if he'd ever go to WWE. And he's like, why would I go to the WWE? The network is tanking right now. It's like, that that's not the reason you're not going to WWE, AJ. It's because they don't want you. Um, Way to blame this, it on the network, stupid. Uh, this leads to Triple H grabbing the mic and screaming, you don't belong here, Sting! Uh, then Lesnar comes out, jumps in the ring, and just beats the shit out of Rollins. Shrugs off Kane and the Big Show and resumes beating the shit out of Rollins. Uh, Rollins manages to take off running to the back, and uh, Raw ends with Lesnar pacing around the ring looking pissed off. Yay! Yay! Most importantly, Raw ends. <laughs> no, not a terrible Raw. Things happen. Sting showed up. Um... I thought the the New Day versus Kid and Cesaro was a pretty solid match, but I'm a fan of them. I'm biased as fuck. Ambrose versus Barrett was good, but again, I'm a fan of them. Not a terrible Raw. Not a terrible Raw. Should have been that level of quality all month long building up to the Royal Rumble, but whatever. And also a history-making Raw. Sting's debut on Raw, yeah. Sting's Raw debut. People said it would (sighs) never happen, and... I'm just really disappointed that you and I can no longer, like, tearing pay-per-views, make really lame jokes accompanied by pictures of Sting. Yeah. It's like, the whole time I'm watching Raw, it's like, man, I wish I could do that still. 
it's yeah one of my favorite things to do like two years ago was to just put that weird clown joker stand yeah. photoshop well, him doing... into into screenshots of pay-per-views and be like look closely you can see him he's there well i mean like doing all through survivor series i was doing that i think my favorite was uh when big show laid out mark henry and i was like wow that punch sure did sting <laughs> Uh, with Raw over and nothing notable happening on SmackDown, seriously, nothing notable happened on SmackDown. Spoiler alert. Just saved you two hours. Yeah, or you, if you watch, watch it like, that. Or if you watch it like Mike and I do, 20 minutes. <laughs> Let's get on to the main event of this podcast, which would be the Royal Rumble itself. We're already an hour into this thing. I know. It's the ro- it's the Royal Rumble Royale. Mike, get hype. I'm hyped. I'm, I'm that was, fucking that exhausted because they're making me go into work early this week. Kind of like a really bad John Cena rap right there. Might get hype. Pre-show kickoff match. You gonna brush my mouth like Colgate? Rumble pre-show kickoff <laughs> match. The New Day versus Tyson Kidd, Cesaro, and Adam Rose. Mike, what are your thoughts? Uh, like like I said, I hope that the bunny comes out, reveals to be Darren Young, who joins the New Day and costs them the match. Putting an end that to the is... whole the whole bunny feud that, like I said, kind of faded away and uh, gives the New Day like another member and a, a leg up. By the way, there was a rosebud dressed up as a creeper from Minecraft this week. <laughs> there's there's a topical character that they need to expand on. Forget the bunny. We need the, <laughs> the creeper. Yes, <laughs> he climbs into the ring and hisses and explodes. Oh my god! Can it be Bo Dallas as the creeper? <laughs> Oh, New Age Outlaws versus The Ascension. I think we've already discussed at length. I agree with you. I would love to see The Ascension be incredibly dominant in this match. Yeah, they should be. I mean, like, we've pointed out that the Outlaws are, are an old team, and it's it's fun to see them back. I still enjoy watching them, watching them wrestle because Billy Gunn is... fucking mouth. Because Billy Gunn is still in in incredible shape for being his age. And can still work. Road Dog has never been in incredible shape. Hey, hey! But those shimmy punches, yo, those shimmy punches. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, something that would help the Ascension get over a little bit more is to have them beat an established team, and that is the Outlaws. They could uh, beat them and kill them and carry their heads around on pikes. That could be their gimmick. That would require killing people. No, you could you could fake it. It's wrestling. Everything's fake. They got foam heads of Road Dog and Billy Gun that they carry around. I'm sure they still got El Snow's head somewhere around there. No, he's got it with them in TNA. Oh, Paige it's Josh Natalia. Matthews. Paige. Josh Matthews' head. <laughs> Josh Matthews is like, uh, what does everybody want? Oh, what a terrible podcast this is. <laughs> Paige and Natalia versus the Bella Twins. I am confounded that there's not a title match at the Royal Rumble for the Divas title, but whatever. Well, because they needed to promote Total Divas instead of have a title match. This is true. This is true. AJ Lee is still out on injury. She told a fan on Twitter, I think, Tuesday that she was not cleared to return yet. What did she hurt? Uh, her heart when she realized she couldn't be married to me and CM Punk. But no? what did she actually hurt? I have no idea. I don't think anyone's ever actually confirmed. They just know she's out on injury. I think it's kind of a, like, 
several like numerous smaller injuries building up over time to the point where it's like, well, it should take some time and heal up. Person uh, the, who is worth a lot of money to us. The nagging injuries. Yeah, if know, only the, they had done that to her husband. Yeah, I was going to say the nagging injuries, the muscles, the bones, the husband that almost cost their company a shitload of money. What? 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 Sorry. What? 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 Um, That's a way to get listeners is to imitate Steve Austin from 2002. <laughs> oh, tag match, the Usos versus Miz and Mizdow. I hope that both teams just lose. Just no contest. Just fuck it. I'm so sick of this goddamn matchup happening every fucking week yeah it's like one of them can fall down on their back another falls down on top of him but another on top of him and then another on top of him that four-way pin and no one wins it's just a dog pile yeah and then we have four men as the tag team champ why not why not and they can defend it via Freebird rule uh, we do have, of course, our main event. The, the well, not our main event, our co-main event. I know, fucking the <laughs> WWE World Heavyweight <laughs> Championship match: Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Seth Rollins. Ooh, go away, Coke! Don't come back, Mike. How do you? How would you like to see this one go? Um, hmm. I honestly don't know. I still sort of want to see Seth Rollins leave the show with the belt. Right. And I, I think that because he's got the the money in the bank contract that he should cash it in here. It's I think that like Cena and Lesnar should just knock the dog shit out of each other and then Rollins should come in and pick up the pieces. Cena or like Rollins just like right at the beginning rolls out and hides under the ring for the entirety of the match. Yeah. And even yeah. like waits for the bell to ring because then he knows like these two guys will have <laughs> full and well beat the shit out of each other. I, I kind of feel, given how the end of Raw went, that it's more likely that uh, their immediate focus is going to be just beating the shit out of Seth Rollins. That being said, I... Which is why he should, yeah. like, run and hide. It's it's a weird decision for Triple H to put Seth Rollins in this match. Mm-hmm. Because um, Triple H has been protecting Seth Rollins, and now he's like, go stand in this cage with a bunch of angry dogs. <laughs> um, I it's a I've, kennel from hell match? Yeah, I can kind of justify it kayfabe uh, in that it's kind of like if Brock Lesnar retains the title, well, Brock Lesnar has the title, there's a shitload of money, whatever. If Seth Rollins wins the title, Triple H has the fucking underdog story of the year on his hands, and Brock Lesnar is now a lot cheaper for Triple H. And if John Cena wins it, Seth Rollins can just cash in on John Cena. But it, at the same time, it's Rollins is just incredibly outclassed here. I'll be I'll be interested to see how it goes. But it's somebody's a, going to get the ass beat. It's again something that we kind of forget about until we actually see him standing there and how big Seth yeah. Rollins actually is. So it's like he looks like a small guy, but tiny little Weasley guy. And then they put him out there with a noble and Mercury, so he looks even smaller. You mean bigger? I always think he looks small because they're a little bigger than you realize too. I mean, they're still tiny yeah. guys by wrestling standards, but they're bigger than you realize. But you perceive them as being kind of tiny. So you put them out there with Rollins, and by association, you're like, well, shit, he ain't much taller than them. And then he fucking stands next to Orton, and he's towering over Orton. Yeah, you get him in there with Orton and Kane, and he's, like, almost eye-level with Kane. Kane, for fuck's sake. And it's like, oh, God, he's actually huge. He's a a big motherfucker. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that he's necessarily outclassed. 
This, of course, leads us to the main event, the 30-man Royal Rumble match with the winner receiving a championship match at WrestleMania. I, I lied when I said nothing notable happened on SmackDown. What notable happened? Uh, Ziggler, Ryback, and Rowan were given matches, uh, with the understanding being that if they won their matches, they would gain entry into the Royal Rumble. Um, oh, yeah, and if they lost, they'd be denied entry into the Royal Rumble, which with the size of their roster, can they really afford to have anybody denied a shot at the rumble i love your just like kind of uh, just, just figure that out all by yourself uh ziggler versus barrett in a non-title matchup guess who won a zig ziggler ziggler with a zigzag uh followed up by ryback versus rusev where ryback, Ry- won. ryback wins via count out followed up by uh rowan versus luke harper which luke harper won which Luke Harper won. Rowan is not in the Royal Rumble. Uh, so confirmed for your Royal Rumble as of right now. Uh, Reigns, Brian, Rusev, Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, Kane, The Big Show, Goldust, Stardust, Bad News, Barrett, Fernando, Diego, Fandango. A lot of goes. Go. Uh, Justin Gabriel, The Miz, Damian Miz now, R-Truth, Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, Ziggler, Ryback, and Papa Shango. That's a lie. That's a lie. But <laughs> <laughs> Although... I haven't... I haven't seen the Papa Shango in the Rumble rumor yet, but it's still early. Well, they're in Philadelphia, so it's going to be like the Sandman. I had heard they wanted to do... I remember they were going to do the 40-man Rumble to get some ECW originals in there. And then they were like, nah, fuck it, never mind, who cares? Yeah, because, you know, oh, uh, most of them are dead. Are, um, uh, uh, is, it, is it safe uh, to give... Uh, you know uh, what? Uh, it's uh, not... It's not even a goddamn spoiler at this point that he shows up every three goddamn months. RVD is confirmed to be in the Rumble. Also. Oh, yeah. It's I I try not to spoil shit like that, but when it comes to Rob Van Dam and Chris Jericho, fuck it. I, mean, I don't think Jericho's going to be in it. Jericho's not, and that to me is more surprising than him returning to be in the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, Jericho is back under contract with WWE, but only doing live events, which I think is really cool, actually. Yeah, he's only doing like six house shows when they're up in the Northeast. Yeah, which is just Jericho like, I got some downtime. I need a new uh, gold-plated bathtub. Because <laughs> his old bathtub was porcelain, and he can't get those stains out. He can never! I'm not going to finish that. I'm not going to finish that. Thank you. You're welcome. Never! You finished it. You <laughs> lied. You, I'm a, you trickster. I'm a liar. That's why R-Truth and I would be a great tag team, because he's R-Truth and I'm C-Lie. Uh, much like last year, Mike, uh, I fear we will predict uh, number one, number 30, number 27, the final four, and the winner. Would you like to go first? Jesus. Who do you think will be the number one entrant in the Rumble? Number one entrant? Um, they haven't really made a big deal out of, about it this year. They haven't. Which is shocking because they normally do. Um, I don't want to say Reigns because I actually think he's going to win it. Uh, I'll I'll say Ambrose. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Um, I would normally say it'd be a toss up between him and Ziggler. I think they want somebody that's going to get a nice pop at the beginning, but they want to save Ziggler's much larger pop for in the middle when the crowd's kind of dying out. I'm actually going to say that I think Ziggler will be 30. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I think uh, I think Ziggler will be your 30. Ambrose will be your one. I think Brian will be your 27. I don't. I I sadly don't think he's going to win it. No, I don't think Brian's going to win it. This is not his year. Yeah. But, um, uh, but they're, they're I, I definitely think Roman Reigns is going to win it. 
Yeah. Uh, they're going to put Brian at your 27, though, to kind of fake everybody out and get them really fucking pumped. And then he will, I imagine in your final four, it'll come down to, if I had to guess, uh, Reigns, Brian, Rusev, and Ziggler. Because um, I think, if anything, it'll come down, Brian will be one of the final two. Because they know after last year, once Brian is gone, the crowd is going to shit on the match. Wait, who did you say? Reigns, Brian, Rusev, and Ziggler? Rusev and Ziggler. Uh, Rusev being in there would give somebody for uh, Reigns to eliminate and make a big show about it. I am going to say I think Barrett, Barrett. instead of Ziggler. Because I think that they they should have more heels in there. Mm-hmm. If they have three baby faces, then eh. But if they have like heels to like almost win, and then the baby faces can throw them out last minute. Yeah. So I think, yeah, Rusev, Barrett, Brian, and Reigns... And oh, um, you know what? Instead of Rusev, I would say probably the Big Show to keep the Reigns and Big Show feud going. Yeah, maybe. And also because they just seem to fucking love shoving the goddamn Big Show down my throat. <laughs> Big Show, while you're out there, could you maybe like tell a story or something in the ring? God damn it! Big well, Show. it's they've still about got... all these strip malls. <laughs> <laughs> they, they still, they've still got this idea though that beating the Big Show makes a guy look strong. Big oh god, John Cena could never get him up for an AA. Never, it's never, never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. How could he do that? But astronomical I mean, mass of humanity that is the Big Show. But that's why they always act surprised when Cena lifts him up. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe! Look at the strength of John Cena. Oh my god, he's not done this twenty times already. So it's like that's yeah, they're gonna continue the the Reigns and Big Show feud at least through uh, Fast Lane. Yeah. Just well, because they give... think that if they give Reigns the win over Big Show, then that'll make him look good for I'm I like I said about the title match, I think Seth Rollins should win, but I imagine Brock Lesnar will win. So that would set him up for at least make him look like he could actually take on Lesnar. I just love that the booking always goes, Yeah, you beat the big show, you look tough, go get him, Reigns. Big show, we need you to dress up like a baby for a New Year's angle. Yeah. It'll be just in time for his his next babyface turn. He turns like three times on the way to the ring. Yeah. He walks by catering and he's like, there's no more cookies. I'm going to fucking kill everybody. Oh, that's a cute dog. Everybody is great. The dog shit in my shoe. <laughs> and that is not easy to do because his boots are like six feet tall. It was a big dog. <laughs> it's like Marmaduke is shitting in Big Show's boot. <laughs> God damn it, Marmaduke. Marmaduke! Uh-huh. It reminds me, Tyson Kidd uh, posted a tweet that said, she's waiting anxiously on me to get home. And it was a picture of his cat sitting on the bed. I love his cat gimmick. I love it. Oh, Tyson Kidd for world heavyweight champion. He should win the goddamn rumble. He's not a heavyweight. Shut up, Mike. He's He's tiny. Tiny. Well, I mean, maybe I've got it. Okay. Bear with me here. Genius, genius idea. Tyson Kidd desperately wants to be a heavyweight. So he duct tapes all his cats to him. (laughs) And it inadvertently helps him because their fur is so silky smooth you can't grab him. Every time they lock a headlock in, he just slips out because of all the fur. Either that or it's like, oh, motherfucker, what scratched me? It's into a fight like in Tom and Jerry cartoons where it's just a big ball of dust and shit and... Then suddenly he's winning with a scratched up opponent. Tyson Kid just comes to the ring. All you hear is, nah! 
<laughs> yes, it is. It's the big ball of dust that rolls down to the ring. Is he, is he like, got cats duct taped to him, or is he pig pen? Well, it's like the cats are fighting. Oh. Like like, the, like I said, the Tom and Jerry cartoons. It's just like a dust cloud rolls down to the ring. Yeah, with occasional, in. like, cat paws with claws out, like, sticking out of it. And, and then it's, it stops, and it's just like a very tired Tyson kid. But it rolls into the ring against whoever, like Bo Dallas or something, and then the dust settles, and Bo Dallas is sitting there scratched to shit, and Tyson's getting his hand raised. <laughs> oh, book it, WWE. We know you need riders. And that would go great against uh, uh, Adrian Neville's Mighty Mouse gimmick. Mighty Mouse versus the Catman. Neville just does like a red arrow towards the cloud and disappears. <laughs> And then there's an explosion oh. of cats, and they all fly into the crowd. Oh, man. Speaking of which, Mike, who do you think the NXT entrant will be this year? The NXT entrant? Hmm. I actually heard that they were going to do a couple this year. Think so? Which, if, uh, they're gonna... if they do a couple, I imagine it's going to be Neville and uh, 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 Sami Zayn. That's kind of my thinking. Um, they did uh, They did announce some matches for the next NXT special on February 11th, I Yes, they it did. Yes. Uh, most notably, uh, Zayn versus Owens for the title, and then several other smaller matches uh, that will determine a new number one contender for the title, which uh, all indications lead to being Finn Balor. Balor. Is it Balor? Finn Balor. I never remember. Finn Balor. Yes. Finn Balor, laddies. And a, uh, a four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship? Yes. Between Charlotte, Charlotte Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and Bailey. Bailey. That's correct. Um, there was one other match again. Oh, there was a couple of, like, Baron Corbin and somebody. I can't remember who was some smaller matches. Was it Bull Dempsey? They had their match, though. I think so. I think those were part of the tournament, actually. Yeah, I, I really should have pulled that up before I started talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let me just rattle this off the top of my head. I'm sure I can remember Here, those. Uh, Finn Balor versus Adrian Neville. Singles match to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship. That's right, because going into it, they're going to have the tournament. Uh, right. The women's title match, which we said, Zayn versus Owens, and then Bull Dempsey versus Baron Corbin. Um, yay. You should be excited about that, because it's going to be better than Fastlane. Oh, God, by a mile. Final bit of wrestling news for tonight, Mike. Uh, Tough Enough's coming back. Yes. They're also going to get uh, old episodes on the network, I heard. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, which will be fun to go through and watch that last season of Tough Enough and pick out all the people who are still employed by WWE. <laughs> Oh, wait, just the one? Oh. oh. The girl who got eliminated in the first episode is the only one who has a job now? Figure that one out. Uh, no, new Tough Enough coming out, uh, and they don't know anything else about it. They don't even know who's hosting. Uh, they're floating Bill DeMott's name about as a trainer, but it's not confirmed yet, and nobody knows whether or not Stone Cold is even interested in coming back to host. But Stone Cold likes to buy beer, so I imagine... Well, I think he likes the, uh the reality show format i mean god he's got two reality shows going right now he just likes standing in a ring and yelling at people because he's really good at it and he makes a lot of money off it yeah that, what that's what love. i mean it's like he gets to just stand around and yell at people and that being being a reality show host is a super easy job and it makes him a lot of money he doesn't have to give anybody stunners or nothing mm-hmm I did. Uh, I did point out on Twitter because I remember. Uh, remember last week we mentioned uh, Kevin Nash said 
after the events of the past few weeks, it is unlikely you will ever see Kevin Nash in WWE again. And then we did. And like three days later, Kevin Nash was like, oh, God, that's right. I love giant sacks of money. <laughs> did he actually have like the money sack with the dollar sign on the side? Kevin Nash has like a uh, Uncle Scrooge like. <laughs> but it's been getting low since WCW shut down. He has the vault of gold coins. He's got to be careful. Those tiny little chicken legs can't swim very easily in all those gold coins. Uh, <sighs> Scrooge McNash. Scrooge McNash. Look at the adjective, Abigail. <laughs> Play. <laughs> and then he like just bounces away on a pogo stick. Like in the game. Well, it's a cane, but whatever. You get the point. It's a pogo stick. Scrooge McNash. That's a that's a shirt design if I've ever heard it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Join us over on at Royal Reactor and at Indian Wrestling for the Royal Rumble Sunday nights, where we will probably make a lot of the same complaints we made tonight, but in text, so it'll be different. But in text, you can read them. Just remember, if you see them in all caps, read them louder. That's how you know we're angry because it's in capital letters. It's in capital letters. Uh, until then, head on over to YouTube.com/slash/JCBaggy. Check out Mortal Kombat. Or you should uh, especially, slash no dice Mike. Especially check it out this week. Uh, hashtag hugs for Mike. Mike has a bad week. <laughs> Mike has a real bad, let's be honest, month. Yeah. Yeah, I did not do great these last couple episodes. Did not do great these last couple episodes. As the tournament rolls on to, I keep saying inevitable conclusion, but I I think I think Mortal Kombat 10 is going to come out and we're still going to be doing this one. Hey, 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 hey. It's MKX. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not 10. Mortal, Mortal Kombat X is going to come out, and we're still going to be playing this one. It is the 10th game, but it's not 10. Don't not say 10. that. You Get your shit straight, Chris. You'll upset Matt. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Matt. You don't listen to this, Matt. He does. Does he? He does occasionally. Like, sometimes, <laughs> like, I'll see him, and he'll be like, so, I, I did what? And I'm like, oh, did I tell a bad story? <laughs> We'll see you guys Sunday for the Rumble. We'll see you next week when we go over the results of the Rumble and talk about how we would have booked it better. And um, maybe we'll <laughs> talk. Maybe we'll talk some about these shitty DC Comics, Marvel Comics things that are going on right now. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.